Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. This is Locked On Chiefs, and we have a great show for you today talking all about how the Chiefs can get back on track against the Washington football team. They have ups, downs, keys, matchups, who has to step up, and what this staff has to do to take control and get back on track. Coming up next on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. There's always hiccups. Well, uh, I am fresh off the plane from uh, the islands, and evidently not everything that I click is going to work. How are you, Chris? I'm here. How are you, sir? We're out. I'm a little jet lagged and uh, trying to put this all. I have been trying to forget about this bill. We wish you need to take a minute and get on to this next one against a team that seems to be at the center of controversy for not just themselves, but John Gruden, and I think, think will end up being a bigger deal in the league. But right now, they have to be square in the Chiefs' sights, and I think this gives the Chiefs an opportunity to bounce back, to get them, themselves back on the right track as a unit, uh, as quite frankly, two units, because I, I think the defense has got to pick it up and start supporting the offense better. Yeah, but the offense didn't really do uh, everything that you would hope that they would have done against the Bills either, so it you know, it goes on both units and with four turnovers uh, in a couple of the last five, four or five games, you cannot win that way. And that's really what it came down to. So, but we need to move on. There are a ton of injuries to talk about on both sides. Uh, first off, Kansas City has injuries to uh, Anthony Hitchens was limited on Thursday. Jerron Reed it was back from a personal issue. So we did practice on Thursday. He should be fine. Various wards still do not practice. No Blake Bell, no Terry Kill, no Chris Jones, no Joe Tooney. All of those guys did not practice. Uh, Joe Tooney broke his hand in the first half against the Buffalo Bills, and nobody seemed to know it other than maybe the training staff put a cast on and he played through it. So I would imagine he still probably plays, but that's still a long list of players. I certainly did notice it, um, and evidently neither did the Bills. So I, I agree with you. I, I think they should be good to go. Uh, more power to him for be, being somebody that can power through that. Uh, he has never missed a game in his career to this point. Yeah. I think for all the offseason talk about, hey, you're spending all this money on making him the highest-paid guard, this is where he earns that, and I think this makes a difference keeping the good of that line because, quite frankly, the tackle needs some help. And playing together as all five of them, every chance can continue to develop that. The question for me is on on the defensive side, a uh, lot of names over there. Um, let me just say this, because I've been really some of his presence. I hope whatever's going on with Jaron Reed is over, because he needs to put it in gear. He needs to use whatever this issue is and let it fuel him, because I do not see enough out of a guy that I think should have made the biggest difference on this defensive front. Can't argue with that. I think that he is playing, uh, he is not playing up to the level that you would expect. And that is definitely something that he is going to need to get fixed. Uh, they need him to be a guy that can tr- contribute the whole season. So you hope that that's going to be something that uh, he can continue to do. He can pick it up a little bit. Uh, the Washington football team is also dealing with injuries. Sam Cosme, Antonio Gibson, Jared Norris, Curtis Samuel, Brand Scherf, Cam Sims, and Jonathan Allen. I'm sorry, Cam Sims was the last one. All did not practice on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I guess Antonio Gibson practiced and limited on on Thursday. I apologize. My days are getting off. <laughs> but the problem is, is 
when you look at that, you would think Kansas City should be in an advantage because there's two started offensive linemen that did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday for the Washington football team. I still don't know that it matters because Kansas City is just not getting pressure on the quarterback at all. Yeah, and that that's what it comes down to. And that'll be one of the keys for me, certainly. And when I hear what Steve Spagnuolo had to say about it, I, I appreciate his perspective and what he has to do in coaching a group of men that are not performing to their ability right now. But Steve's got to buckle down. Uh, I, I like his approach. Obviously, he's a man who's been a head coach before. But at some point, this gets to the point where it feels more like giving them an out than pushing them to improve. And that's where it feels like right me right now for me in hearing the way that it, it, the issues aren't necessarily addressed, that there's a lot of hemming and hawing and a lot of, oh, well, this is the way that things kind of go. Well, things can't go this way any longer. No, they're two and three, and both teams are two and three headed into this game. I think that is a storyline in and of itself because nobody expected Kansas City to be two and three at this point. Uh, I did expect that they would have possibly had one loss in this in the first five game stretch, but to have three is very surprising. And I think that's something that they're going to have to work on. Obviously, and we kind of talked about it, Matt and I talked about it. Uh, Seth and I talked about it. They definitely have a hole that they got to dig out of. Can they? That's going to be the question. It's. I think you could kiss the number one seed goodbye, but I think they can climb out of it and still get to the playoffs, which is all that you really want. All I care about right now is the division title so that you're not playing necessarily in that wild card weekend. That That's the goal is to get out. Or is everybody on a wild card weekend now? I Everybody's in a wild card weekend. So Dude, except for the number one team. Right. So it's one or nothing. So I, what you can hope for is that they could find a way to win the division, which with what's going on with the Raiders, what is showing, starting to show up with the Broncos. And I still think the Chargers are playing well, but we'll see whether or not they continue down that stretch. Kansas City has, still has them one more time, so they have a chance to catch them. Uh, and I do think it's going to be a long season when it comes to that, knowing if they can have another chance to win the division. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. And that, that rematch with the Chargers becomes even more important when you see everything else that has to go on in order to make that game have the the kind of, of importance that it should. I think that there's going to be a lot that has to happen before then, and I won't necessarily bet against them, but if I was going to, it would be over at betonline.ag. All the eyes are all over not just this team, but how they respond and how they actually take a step forward. So if you want to lay some money on that, you can do it over there for the best place for all of your pro and college action. Uh, they have a new updated site. Makes it a little bit easier to get around. The interface is a little bit different. Um, the odds, props, and contests are all still there, and it makes it easier to find. So everything football is on this number one spot for you to go check out what they have to offer for you. And when you do, if you sign up on your mobile device or elsewhere, you get a 50% welcome bonus right now if you use our code Locked On over at betonline.ag for football, basketball, boxing, anything you can think of, even casino games. You can get into the action over there, and everything's available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports over at BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, betting is is not something that I'm going to do when it comes to who's going to play in the secondary because every, every, every cent that I have, I would put down on the fact that you have to take a dramatic turn. One of the keys for me, my first one is going to be you have to actually play your best players in their best positions. And that means that Juan Thornhill has to be a starter, and he has to be the safety that plays 100% of the snaps, not Dan Sorensen, who should be the sub-package at this point. 
because they cannot afford to allow a team, a team that actually has Ricky Seals-Jones at tight end, tight end, a position that has been decimating the Chiefs for not only this season, but years in the past, and can take advantage of Dan Sorensen. They have to avoid that at all costs, in my opinion. They do. I don't know that they're going to, but they do need to change. They do need to make that change. I really hope that they do. I just don't know that I have the faith in the coaching staff to make that change because Daniel Swanson played bad for the first four games and they didn't make a change. And then going into a game that they absolutely needed to win because they were two and two and they were getting ready to go up against a team that is going to be going for the number one seed in the AFC. They put him back there and he had two huge blown plays not to mention different missed tackles that's also led to first downs that cost Kansas City later in the game. So I would love to see them make that change. I just don't expect it. I, I agree. And lucky for me, I was not able to get all 22 while I was on vacation. So I think that saved me from pulling out what little hair I have left. Um, and breaking the remote or whatever you were watching the game on. So Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. No, I'm with you. And, and the, it falls in line with being self-aware enough to realize that you think what you believe about a certain player during the week is not translating to Sunday. And that goes for the offensive side of the ball as well. And that means that if you think that Clyde Edwards-Lair has to be the focus of the screen game and the run game, you have to set that aside. And you have to be able to take what the defense gives you more so than they did last week, more so than trying to force what you want to do and take what's there. And I think this is an opportunity for them for Andy Reid in particular, to just focus on what works. Daryl should be the the starter this week. I expect to see a pretty heavy dose of Jerk McKinnon in relief or at least as a, as a second back split out otherwise, whatever. But take what they give. If you got to split them out and have an empty backfield out of a two-back set, do that if that's what you were given the opportunity to do. And I, I, I want to see this staff become less stubborn. Oof. Funny, you know, we're looking at this team, and I would not have guessed that we would be here at this point. Not just the record, but the way that they've gotten there. Uh, you were absolutely correct. They are being very stubborn in the way they're trying to go about doing things. But the other issue that they're having is they're just—it's it's not necessarily the staff, but the team is shooting themselves at the foot. Too many turnovers, too many uh, bad decisions by different players. Uh, that is just killing this team. And if you don't have eleven turnovers, at this point in the season, you probably are four and one, if not uh, closer to maybe even five and zero. Oh. But the problem is, you have eleven turnovers, and you're not taking the ball away either. That's the other side. You had two picks. Uh, Tyre Matthew had two picks against Baltimore early in the game, and it turned out to not matter. That's a huge problem. You cannot continue to turn over the ball and not take it away. And with Kansas City not taking the ball away, part of it is that they're not getting the QB as much. And when they don't get to the QB. They're not going to for, force errant throws, and they're not going to force fumbles. So it's a double, it's a compound effect in that regard. I completely agree with you. They should be using Daryl Williams as a starter. They should be using Jarek McKinnon more, and I'm excited to see that because they started getting both of those guys more involved in the offense in the Bills game before CEH got hurt. So I hope that they continue to do that going forward. One of the keys for me, though, isn't necessarily that they change what they've been doing near as much as that Mahomes just goes with what they're giving. And I know you kind of said that, but I don't know that it's necessarily all, only on the staff. I think Mahomes is also making choices of looking downfield and not taking the short stuff that is open quick. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, I think that's something. I know that they had talked about uh, trying or aiming to get uh, Josh Gordon 20 snaps. I, I thought it was it was a nice recovery that he made in uh, on that scramble in getting into a position where he could be the target on that pass. It was his only target of the night. Uh, and, show, and show his strength. That's his play strength is those types of plays. Yeah, that's a very good point. Now you got to take that a step further, and quite frankly, if they're going to play soft boxes, you got to run slants and you got to run drags with him mm-hmm. at eight yards, where you can just move the chains and take what they give. And for a guy that uh, I've been reluctant to place a lot of faith in to, to try to make a, a mainstay, they need Josh Gordon to be the spark plug here and to light them up so that Mahomes can do exactly what you said and take what's there because it will be there with him. Well, it's not just that he needs to be the spark plug because if he gets just say he gets five to six targets in the, in this next game, if he gets that and he is a cog that they can put in the offense, that's going to open up things for McCole Hardman. That's going to open up things for Demarcus Robinson, for Byron Pringle, any of those other guys they put in there. I really do think that you also start looking at the tight end position and you realize that, okay, well, they've decided that, you know, Gray is not going to be their tight end and, you know, Fortson is their tight end and Blake Bell is their tight end. I think that's interesting. Uh, I would expect that Gray may be uh, elevated and working this week just because Blake Bell is out with an injury. It looked like it was an ankle from what I remember during the game. So I think that's going to play into it. But if you flip it to the other side of the ball, you start looking at the defense. Obviously, one of the keys is pressure. But really, the other key is put your players in the best position to do what they do best. That's not what Dan- that's not what you did with Daniel Sorensen multiple times against the Bills, and it really cost you but it's also not what you're doing at the linebacker position. Put Willie Gay in. Willie Gay should have started the game. They had him in in the second half. They didn't really have him in the first half. He should have started. If he was available to play, they should have started him. Start him, let him play, let him get his feet wet, and put him in there with Bolton and Hitchens. And I understand people are upset with Hitchens, but you know what? Let him. Ju- you just gotta have, have to let those three guys play because two of those are your future at linebacker, and you can say what you want about the uh, – about Bolton, but I think he's going to be a lot better at a middle linebacker position than he has been at the will. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. And I will say this, it felt like from Steve Spagnuolo's comments that they were very, very aware of not overloading Willie right away, given that these were his first snaps of the season of real action. So that's fine. I can bear with that. I would have played him more as well, but I can live with that for a week. He's got to play every snap this week. (laughs) He should not be coming off of the field. That's it doesn't matter if you're in base or if you're in, in your two-backer nickel or if you go dime, he needs to be the linebacker on the field. Give your team, your defense, the best chance to actually perform Steve Spagnuolo and get your best players on the field. I absolutely have to. You have to get Gay on the field. You have to get you have to get Thornhill on the field. Uh, and, you know, you, you have to just put them in the best positions that they possibly can. Hopefully you can get a guy like Chris Jones back. Uh, hopefully Frank Hart. Clark can come back and do something. Jerron Reed has to do something. And and really the rest of the defensive tackles as well. I haven't seen enough from Tashawn Morton. I haven't seen enough from Colin Saunders at this point to be where I expected them to be based on what we saw in the preseason and in training camp. They got to be hungry. They got to go get it and they got to be hungry and they have to prove it this game because this is a good game for them to get ready for the future. And speaking of being hungry, did you know that Bill Barr has very many delicious flavors. And actually, I just tried a new one tonight, Cherry Lime. Uh, it's one of their new ones that they have. And they also have another Apple Crisp, which I also tried earlier today. 
Uh, those are very good. If you haven't tried any of the Bill Bars, you absolutely need to. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salsa Caramel, Strawberry Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German Chocolate. My favorite flavor is still the Cookie Dough Chunk. Uh, so be looking on the outlook, be on the outlook for that because that is a delicious flavor. And if Ryan, if you're sharing, showing that right now, I'm going to be jealous because I don't think I have any more left. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are very healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories. Four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And I can tell you that is still working on a daily basis because I just made an order the other day. I uh, just got my order in. I'm really appreciating that. Thank you, Built Bar, for that. Now that I'm back, I think I'm going to have to do the same thing. Yeah, man. And you start looking at some of the matchups, though, that really would worry me going into this game. And, and this is something I talked about on the crossover with David Harrison, is you look at Chase Young versus Orlando Brown Jr. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is a matchup that you need to be worried about. But Chase Young hasn't played near what you would expect of him this year. I'm not saying it's not a matchup you need to be concerned about. But what I am saying is it, it goes down a little bit compared to where I thought it would be. I'll tell you this too. Like it's very interesting to me to see a how Orlando deals with that. Or Orlando is pretty much where I expected him to be, having some early struggles adapting to this style of offense. Can the youngster take advantage of him? I'm not sure. But if he goes to the other side, he goes against Niang, who he has called out as one of the guys who's blocked him the best in his college career. Yeah, and I just want to say this about Brown. People that are ready to give up on him already, I think you're way too fast on that. Yeah. This was going to be a struggle for him to get acclimated to this team that quickly. And he hasn't faced a very, I mean, he faced a very difficult task week one. And I thought he did pretty well going against Miles Garrett. uh, And he did okay against Bosa. So I think you're looking at him improving. But it's still going to be a struggle. It's a completely different offense, completely different system. And he's got to get his feet wet. He's got to get used to the guy that's to the right of him. So it's another reason you hope Joe Tooney plays. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, Chase Young had seven pressures, I think it was, last week. So coming off of a pretty good performance, they have... Uh, but, he, but he hasn't had a sack in four games. Uh, I believe he had one last week, actually. Oh, did he? Okay, I apologize. I thought I was told that he hadn't. So my I'm, Yeah, I'm just checking it now. Yeah, he did have one last week, so... Um, Montez Sweat producing pressure on the other side. So this isn't just an A or B thing. And, and remember, folks, they still have Kendall Fuller or old friend in that backfield. He is playing snaps. Um, looks like a fair amount of them as well, moving around the defense a little bit. But don't get me wrong. Outside of this pass rush, okay, yes, there is a pass rusher that's very good. This is not a defense. Is is heralded as they were in preseason that is playing anything like anybody that should even slow the Chiefs down. Yeah, question, you, would ex- you were expecting them to be very good, and they haven't been. They haven't put it together. Now, they have some players on their front, definitely. Mm-hmm. But like you said, as long as Tooney's there, I, I think that that's going to hold together. Um, it is going to be about, in my opinion, attacking with your strength. I know Tyreek Hill isn't 100%. I expect him to play. Though. I expect to see the stars come out to get this thing turned around. And that goes for the defensive side of the ball as well. Chavarius Ward, I understand it's a quad injury. It's hard to run. 
suck it up. Let's go. You got to get this thing done. And Frank Clark, if will the real Frank Clark please stand up? I got to see this. I'm not. I'm up. not so sure Hill's back this week. Uh, I do think that they would like him like him to play, obviously. But uh, if he is having any issue, I think you try to get that taken care of now because you're going to definitely want him later in the season. I understand that they need to get this turned around now. I think they can without Hill in this game. Um, one of the other matchups that I'm really curious about is what is Kansas City's defensive line going to do against this offensive line? We talked about it earlier. They have two starters that right now haven't practiced all week, and you would expect that that would be a big boon for this defensive line. This defensive line hasn't been creating the pressure. If they still cannot get to the quarterback, Bagnolo has to start sending somebody. He cannot just sit back and let four guys go at the QB if they're not getting pressure. And I talked about it in a little mini rant from uh, from a beef somewhere a couple of days ago about if that's who you are, that's who you are. If you don't have the horses, if Frank Clark, Jaron Reed, and Chris Jones aren't enough, and yes, I'm talking to you three players, if they're not enough to get pressure on a quarterback that isn't somebody that can run away from them, I, I'm not going to blame them for, for Jalen Hurts. Um, quite frankly, Herbert and Josh Allen are more mobile than they get credit for, so even that's a stretch. There's no reason you shouldn't get pressure on this quarterback. If you can't do it in Spags, has to send five, then he has to send five, and that's just who you are. Get used to it. You are now a blitzing defense that can't pass rush with four. Well, and the problem, and the nice thing, at least going in this game, not necessarily a problem, is that they don't have a lot of receiving weapons. Curtis Samuel looks like he's going to miss. Diami Brown has been missing time. Uh, I believe he missed last week. Yeah, and he was limited today, so it's possible he's back. But still, without Curtis Samuel, you have Terry McLaurin, and I love McLaurin. Mm -hmm. But if you only have one wide receiver that is going to scare defenses because the rest of them are are guys that really shouldn't, uh, then I think that Kansas City's defense should be able to hold up on the back end at least well enough if you can get any kind of pressure. But that's in that my issue with this entire defense and with the way they've been playing is you watch Spagnolo with his good stops. He's always had somebody that could get pressure on the QB. He hasn't had that in Kansas City. Chris Jones at times, yes, a defensive tackle. Not really so much since he moved to defensive end. He had a great first game, but he's been hurt since, and I think that's a big part of it because he can't hand fight near as well. And I get that. Frank Clark hasn't been that guy. Jerron Reed has not been that guy. Treshawn Wharton hasn't been a guy that can produce any pressure this year. So they have to get that part of it figured out. One of the other matchups that I'm really looking forward to watching is going to be what Patrick Mahomes does against the defense that he should be able to pick apart. What are they going to do? Because Washington last week played a lot of cover one with Landon Collins playing the back safety. <laughs> if they do that, please. please, yeah, absolutely, please do that. If they do that, it's not going to be pretty. But I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to do what teams have been doing, and Mahomes has to just accept that until he can show that they can beat it on a daily, on a snap-by-snap basis, it's going to continue to be that way. Because right now, they're turning the ball over too much for it to matter. Yeah, and then that's the thing. Control what you can control. Don't give the ball away. I, I don't care who it is, whether it's Patrick or someone else. you got to control that. For me, the last thing that's important is, can you take away and win the two key matchups? And it, it sounds strange to say that, Ricky Seals-Jones, a guy that never played for this team, that was let go because he couldn't hack it, is a guy that could hurt them very badly this week because this team seems to be unable to cover tight ends. 
And Ricky, I think he was he had six receptions on seven targets last week for the Washington football team. I, I think he loves going to him. And if that is Dan Sorensen out there, yet again, they're in trouble. Because even a player who couldn't get on the field for the Chiefs last season seems to be able to run wild right now, and that's going to be a problem. I think, I think they'd be in worse shape if they had Dan Sorensen on the back end of the defense. Because that's where he really killed them the last time. So I get what you're saying. I'd rather him covering the tight end than be the back guy. But they need to play Thornhill. If they play Thornhill, I think it fixes a lot of the issues. So we'll see. It helps. The other one that I'm concerned about is uh, Legarius Sneed has been solid, but has not taken the step forward that I expected this season yet. Terry McLaurin's a, a stiff challenge. And I think those two, those two players in the particular that will check the Chiefs across the middle, crossing routes, et cetera, et cetera, with either a safety or Sneed on. Sneed needs to win that matchup flat out. No ifs, ands, or buts. He must win that matchup in order for this That's team to take a step ask. forward. It is. It's a very tall ask. All right, Mr. Vacation, give us your prediction for this week. Vacation has made things a little bit clearer for me. I'm a little bit more fired up about some of this nonsense that seems to take too long. And so I, I think they do put it together, and I think they put the hammer down. Unfortunately, I think they do have to be a, a blitzing team because I don't have faith that this front four is actually going to put it together, even against a, a very subpar opponent here. So if that's what it is, that's what it is. Uh, you can send Willie. You can send Bolton if you have to. You certainly can send the DBs that we all know Spags does. I think that he does, and I think they put it together. If the offense can just hold on to the ball, it should be smooth sailing. I'm calling this 35-21 Chiefs. Yeah, and I will say you can even send Hitchens. Hitchens is okay on a blitz. Uh, it's one thing that I think he does okay. I'm not saying he's great, but I think he does it better than I would expect for somebody that struggles with speed at times. The one thing I will say going into this game is I do think Kansas City wins it. I think that it shouldn't be a close game. But I still don't know at this point if Andy Reid has gotten over his issues of the past of not being willing to run up the score. Because if he wouldn't have done that against Philadelphia, that could have been a much different game with that last score. Mm -hmm. But at least they got the score up and it was okay. But he has to do this to bad teams. Washington is a bad team. Kansas City is a bad team right now. They're two and three. That means they are a bad team. But they have to go and they have to put teams away that they should beat. This is absolutely a team they should beat. They are on their second string quarterback. They have multiple offensive linemen out. Their defenses are performing like they should be. This is a team that they should beat by two scores. And I still think that they can. I'd say 38-24. But if Andy doesn't put the foot down on the – on the gas pedal. I don't really know. I mean, maybe Washington finds a way to sneak a win out. I hate saying that, but if they turn the ball over, who knows? Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. In the end, it is that old saying, you can have contacts around it, but you are what your record says you are. Yep. Fix it. And they certainly have the ability. That's it for us. We'd like to know what you guys think. If you'd like sub and hit the follow over on the YouTube channel in those comments, you can tell us, what you think the score will be, and if the Chiefs will pull this out. We'd like to hear from you over on the iTunes reviews as well. You can put all that information in there, and you can always hit us at Locked on Chiefs on Twitter. We have a couple of new wrinkles coming for you. I'm energized. I'm going to be a little more frank, a little more straightforward here in the coming days, weeks, until the Chiefs get this figured out. Thank you guys for listening to us. Chris, thanks for holding down the fort while I was messing around. And uh, we'll get back to normal post-game with you, as we always are. Thanks for listening today and watching, and we'll talk to you next time.